Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. Yep, day four in Vegas. We made it here. Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher. And usually when we open the show, it's just us three idiots or Lawrence Jackson. Right. But a very special opening as Matt Ryan joins us. How you doing, man? I'm good. You guys look good. Couple days in Vegas, still <laughs> Thank looking you. fresh. Can you believe it's in day four? Uh, getting uh, progressively worse. Yeah. I was say, yes. Part of me, yeah, yeah, part of me does feel like it's day four. Yeah, but, the ship uh, is slowly going down. It's yes. time for the game. Yes. Yeah, so, it yes. is time for the game. You bring up Vegas and spending many days in Vegas, Matt Ryan. I just want to ask you one question, real quickly off the top. We've got a lot to get to with you, but very quickly, like you were always known as you know a leader of men, right? You know, quarterbacking for the Falcons, of course, consummate teammate, uh, a true leader. Uh, when you go out with your group, wherever it is, say Vegas for a second, do you yeah. ever leave a man behind, Matt Ryan? Would you, or no, <laughs> when you're leading a group of people, like you're responsible for everyone. Listen, no soldiers left behind. Right? right? No. You, you, have to, you have to have each other's back. I sense there's something that they has happened well, here so yeah. that we need to hash out. I'll just out. tell you right now, so the, the three of us and <laughs> producer Damien, backup producer Pete, uh, <laughs> Matt Casey, uh, a lot of guys, eight of us, went to see you 2 last night at the how, Sphere. How was Amazing. it? Amazing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's I'm unbelievable. supposed to go Saturday night. Oh, That's you'll brilliant. love it. It's, yeah. unbe- yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Say hi to Bono for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know who I am, but I'm, you've got a better shot at getting backstage than I did. But anyway, my point is, is that so afterwards, it's a, it's a massive crowd. We had a plan. We were going to meet at the registration desk of the Venetian. We had a, if we all get separated, yeah. we had a plan, right? And it's yeah. like, it's like Jack Nicholson says, "A few good men." Like if you don't listen, you know, if you don't follow orders, people die. Yes. And you know what happened is midway through, they're like, "Oh, we're going to In and Out." Like what? What? And they left like three of us behind. Me, producer Damien, and Jeff Adams, the great Jeff Adams, who t- who does all of our logistics here. We're left behind. It's 2024. A holes, all of them, right? Why is the plan to meet at reset? Like, yeah, that's that's we're just the right thing. Just let, yes. let, let's yes. shoot a text message. Right. Yes. No, the phone's working. Was, was there a text message sent that we're heading to In and Out? Yes. Yes, there yes, was. Was there, Matthew? But midway through, multiple phone calls. Phone calls. Phone calls. Phone calls. Phone calls. Yes. Matt Ryan, do you know how far In and Out is from the sphere? How long a walk it is? How long of a walk is it? I do it's, not. It's like it's a hike. Twelve minutes. It's a bit of a hike, especially it's a long it's a walk. Without cold, it's been. Without cold, it's been. It was cold and rainy, but worth it. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we had a plan. Yeah. And these a holes bailed on it. Well, they listen, left us Matthew, behind. Like, yeah. uh, like Jack and Nielsen, a few good men. We called the code red. <laughs> code we red. called the code red, and we went to win the Burger, yeah. and we texted you. Yes. yes. All right, all right. Yeah. And you made it there eventually. We did. We yeah. did. You're Was it worth it when you got there? 
No, because I had to sit with these a-holes. Yeah, there you go. No. There you go. There you go. Absolutely not. And then, then we left him again. Yeah. 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 All right, we got to go. Yeah, 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 we're done yeah. here. Yeah. Pretty All much. Right. Well, Matt, you had a much better teammates than uh, I did <laughs> last night uh, throughout. You've played in this game before. Talk to me how you see this game playing out. Well, listen, I think both these teams, right, um, come in not really the way you would think they're coming in. Like the, the Chiefs, you would think immediately, this is a passing football right. team. They're going to go out there. They're going to sling it around. But they've really, you know, they've, they've been running the football, playing good defense and kind of morphing into to this version of the Chiefs. And then on the opposite side of the ball, you think of this potent offense for, for San Francisco. Well, they, they haven't really played that well in the first half of games, but they found ways to come back win games at the end, which they haven't done in the past. So uh, I think it's an interesting matchup. To me, it comes down to both line of scrimmages, though. Like, as unsexy as that is, yeah. Yeah. good offensive line play on both sides is going to be paramount because there's good defensive lines that they got to go against, whether it's stopping the run, which both teams want to kind of focus on, uh, or getting after the passer, which is going to be important. I think it comes down to who can be the most physical up front. When you were playing, were there years or even games where you're like, I know my offensive line ain't great in this one. Were you like, were you went into the game knowing like, hey, I feel pretty good about this, or like, hey, I'm gonna have to, you know, three step drops and get rid of it quickly because they're coming and we got some guys banged up or whatever. Yeah, I remember a story. We were playing in the playoffs. We were playing the Rams. Uh, this was, you know, before they kind of hit their stride, uh, and I think it might have been Jared Goff's second year there. But we played him out in L.A. in the Coliseum. And Aaron Donald was like prime yeah. Aaron Donald, just absolutely destroying people. We tried in the first half to run our normal plan. Steve Sarkeesian was our offensive coordinator, and at halftime he came in, he said, we're going to disregard down and distance the rest of the ball game. We're either going to run it, throw a screen, or throw a three-step drop. I don't care if it's <laughs> right. third and 12. Yeah. Like, this is what we're going to do. And so we completely disregarded the plan because of the defensive line that we couldn't block. We ended up winning the game uh, amazingly. But, yeah, there's, there's certain times where you know the matchup just is going to be difficult for you You've got to adjust your plan. You've got to figure out a way to get it done. Right. Well, the guy who's got to adjust the plan for the Niners is Kyle Shanahan, who obviously you worked with. Now, we all talk about Kyle Shanahan as this great offensive mind, but I think on the outside, we don't really know the specifics. Like, what is it that makes Kyle so unique? I think number one is everything starts with the run game for Kyle. As good as they are with the weapons that they have on the outside, throwing the football, using the play-action pass, none of it works with, without the run game getting going. And I think, you know, one of the things he does best is diagnose how a defense plays, what their rules are, you know, what what in certain fronts, whose responsibilities are the most difficult. And he looks at that and studies it and puts the plan around that and is going to start with the run game, right? We're going to attack these gaps, whether it's, you know, the gap between the left tackle and the left guard in this front is the most difficult. Let's get our run play going at that. And then off of that, he's going to find out whose fit is the most difficult and figure out play-action passes that, that replace those spots. And I think he's got a knack for diagnosing what a defense does, understanding why it's difficult within their rules, and then trying to attack those things. He's also got a great feel in-game of, you know, all right, we, we need to adjust, we need to adapt, we've, we've got to do some different things. Matt, we haven't seen a lot of quarterbacks like Brock Purdy in terms of the scrutiny, the analysis. Yeah. It's just every other week. It's a week-by-week -week analysis with him. We often forget he was a seventh-round pick and guys can get better. What have your thoughts on Purdy been going from last year where he was a huge surprise, this year where at one point he's in the MVP conversation, and now he's playing in the Super Bowl, and some people still really don't give him the credit for being an engineer of that offense? It's been interesting to me, right? Like, I, I think uh, the surprise was last year, but then right. you've got to go back it up, right? You've got to come back, and he's done all of that, answering these questions over and over and over and over again. 
a lot made of, of the difficult performance they had against Baltimore where they just got, you know, pounded, right? Yeah. And he was in the MVP conversation prior yeah. to that, and then all of a sudden it was like, ah, oh, this guy's, you know, game manager, all of those things. Um, I think his performance in the second half, you know, two weeks ago in the NFC Championship game, should have, you know, put some ice on, 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 those, uh, on those questions because to me he delivered, right? And he did it in a way, as much as we talk about Kyle Shanahan, and I love him, uh, and I think he's one of the best, you know, coaches in the league. He did it in a way where it was like a third and five, third and four last week before they scored two plays later. There was nothing open, right? Like, it was yeah. completely gloved. Yeah. And you've got to make something happen as a quarterback. The ability to use the legs, stay poised, go get a big gain. Christian McCaffrey run the next play, and then they're in the end zone two plays later. Like, to me, that shows there's an evolution from a guy who's just thrown to wide open guys to a guy that's making plays when he needs to. I wonder if he's not getting enough credit too. I'm just remembering, I remember a quote I feel like I read from you and it, after your MVP season, which was, I believe, the second year under Kyle. Yep. And I remember you saying something like, his system is so complex, I didn't really feel 100% comfortable until year two. Yeah. And that's when it all clicked for me. And obviously he had the MVP year and had an unbelievable year. And so here's Brock Purdy, who's in his second year in Kyle's system. But by the way, his first year, he wasn't getting a lot of reps. Yeah. He was the third string guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wonder if he doesn't get enough credit for picking up one of the more complex systems in the NFL in really basically a year and a half. Yeah, it's impressive. And I, I know, you know, from having played in it, how much... Uh, volume there is, how much yeah. you have to be able to handle as a quarterback, how many things you've got to be able to get in and out of, you know, before the ball's even snapped, making sure you're in the right plays. You know, we would say we want to run, you know, we want our run game to go against premier looks. And so with that comes, I might have three different options in the run game that I've right. got to get to and I've got to diagnose it off of whatever. And, and, and he in does seconds. 100%. And he does as good of a job as anybody of getting them into the right things. I can't remember which game it was, but there was something. He was at the line of scrimmage. Clock was running down. Tight ends about the motion. He's like, no, 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 stay there. We're going this. Boom. Christian McCaffrey to the house. You know, those little things impact the game as much as some of the throws that you make. And so um, I, I've been incredibly impressed with, with how, how, how well he's done, kind of, for lack of a better term, managing all of the volume uh, that Kyle puts on you as a quarterback. Yeah, I think that play you were talking about was in the Green Bay game. And what's interesting to me is just how much the Niners have struggled in these first halves of these playoff yeah. games. But then, but then they've gotten right and they figured it out. In Detroit, they just basically they just scored every time. Uh, and in Green Bay, it was a bit more iffy, but Purdy drove them down the field at the end. Do you think there was a reason they're struggling in these first halves? I think it comes down to third downs, yeah. right? Like, if you're going to stay on the field offensively, you have to convert. You have to be able to pick up those early third downs that keep drives going. Um, you know, they, they've been decent first and second down on that, but they've got to be a little bit better on third down, particularly when you're in that fringe red area where it, it goes from, you know, you're at that 45-yard line or whatever and you don't convert, it turns into a punt, boom, they're right back there. The same can be said on the defensive side of the ball too. You've got to get off the field. So to me, they're not that far off, right, in, in the first half, but they've got to be able to be a little bit better on third down. I think the adjustments come from guys just settling in. I think there's been a lot of pressure on the San Francisco football team, right, with all of the talent that they have, that they're told about all the time, the expectation for them to go out there and score 35, 40 points every time they go into the field. There's a lot of weight that comes with that. I think what you've seen from them is kind of settling into games. I don't think they can do that in this game, though, right? right? Like, I don't think you're going against the Chiefs and you can fall behind. You see what they did against the Ravens last week or two weeks ago, excuse me, 
of getting up to that early lead and then ba- basically just suffocating the football and taking it away from from Baltimore and not really giving them any chance to, to get back into that football game. Matt, you know we have to talk some Falcons when okay. we have you on. This is a fantasy show at heart, so a lot of B. John Robinson yeah. conversation this season. We love the talent. We love the player. Did the usage surprise you this year after using a top 10 pick on him, how it was kind of a roller coaster? Yeah, I think I think kind of the middle of the season was, was a little bit like, you know, where's he at? What's going yeah, on here? Yeah, what's right. going on? The beginning and the end, if you look at the totality of the numbers, it's it's not bad, agree, you know. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. I shouldn't even say not bad. It's a it's a really good first year. But there was that absence in in the middle of the season that was kind of head scratching. Um, I think he's going to be a dynamic player, right? Like you look at the talent, you look at some of the moves that he made, some of the the physical. Like he had that one handed catch behind his back where he scores a touchdown, which <laughs> was just an absolute joke, yeah. right? I think his production is going to continue to go through the roof. I think there was a bit of though with Arthur Smith kind of preserving him. You know, trying not to, to wear him out too much uh, for the end of the season. And I think if, if it really honestly frustrated a lot of fantasy owners. Like, yeah. yo, you need to put it in his hands and, and, and let him fans. go. And Falcons fans yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. but you've got to find three a way. Games. He had three games with 20 or more touches. Yeah. Which for a run-heavy team is shocking. You used the seventh overall pick or whatever it was yeah. on him. But it's hard because you had a guy, Tyler Algiers, the year before. Yeah, right. Went, went over 1,000. Yeah, he went for over 1,000, yeah. right? And that's ultimately what you want. But then, but, why, but then like his, why, why use that draft capital on B. John Robinson if you have Tyler Algier? That's the argument. That's, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> that's Matt's not the GM. Why yeah. are you yelling at him? I don't make those <laughs> decisions. I'm just saying. Damn it, you're the face I, of the talk. You said it I understand, today. you know, when there's multiple guys in that backfield, you want to yeah. have that, that two-headed monster. But I expect his production to increase. That, 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 that would be my expectation for 2024. Matt, it's the 10-year anniversary of the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Now you're out here promoting it. Yeah. Talk to me about that cause and what it means to you. Yeah, um, I'm excited to be here. It, it, it means a lot to me on a personal level. So Pete Frades was a classmate of mine at, at Boston College, and um, he was actually one of the first guys I met at orientation when I went to BC and became a good friend and was a friend of mine at, at BC and beyond. Uh, and to see him struggle with that disease and, and how hard it was on him and his family um, personally, to me, it means a lot. Also, being a part of the Falcons organization with the rivalry with the Saints and seeing you know, the Steve Gleason story and all that he's done uh, to promote awareness for him, I've always had a personal attachment to that. And so to be able to help out today and, and continue that awareness uh, you know, for finding a cure uh, for ALS is important to me. And um, I'm happy to be able to, to come out and just say a few words about it. I can't believe it's been 10 years. That right. thing yeah, took crazy. off and, it really and went did. viral. Yeah. I feel like uh, they were on to something. Now cold plunge is like, you know, all the rage for everybody yeah. getting that cold exposure. I think they were a little bit in front of it, uh, which, which is kind of cool. And so I think later today I'm throwing the ice bucket on myself and uh, hopefully get it back going. Are you going to call anyone out? Because that, that's the whole thing with the challenge is you gotta, you got to do, do it, and then you've got to challenge somebody else to do it. Yeah. Can I, could I nominate uh, I, I'm, two I'm guys open. that I'm left open. me in Vegas last gonna, night? Are you open could for you, suggestions? Yeah, could yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Jay Croucher and Connor Rogers, yeah. if, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, no problem. And uh, James Kaminsky, if you don't mind. The, yeah. the three of them. He's out there. It would yeah. be, be great if you could just uh, – um, I may throw water on them anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that it's for a good cause is uh, just uh, icing on the cake, as it were. Matt Ryan, former NFL MVP, a legend in the game, a legend of fantasy football as well. Congratulations on all the success at CBS in the first year as well. We appreciate you stepping by. Thank you, guys. Thank appreciate you, it. Thank, Thank you. you so much.
Want another sweat during Super Bowl week? Jay and Drew Dinzik have you covered with a special edition of Bet the Edge tonight. Join the guys on our NFL on NBC YouTube channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. You think think Drew Drew will just have to do the show by himself? Probably. There's a chance, Drew Dinzik. Just so you know, just be prepared to carry the whole show yourself. Jay probably won't show up at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. Just watch the show. 9 p.m. Eastern. (laughs) We're taking our first break when we're back. he does. Great guests continue. Max Crosby swings by the happy hour set. We'll be live every day this week from Radio Row, but if you miss a minute of it, don't sweat it. Every episode this week of Happy Hour will air during our Super Bowl Sunday Marathon on Peacock. Lock in on the NBC Sports Virtual Channel from noon to 5 p.m. Eastern to catch up with us before the big game. Dude, Max Crosby is so damn angry. He keeps calling everybody little ass boy. Hey, little ass boy. I'm like, I'm little out here, but not always, you know. We're back on the desk here, three little ass boys with Max Crosby. <laughs> I was gonna say, yep. Here on then the she's a little ass boy. What are we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, the great guests continue. Max, great to have you, man. Especially this week as we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. You face the Chiefs twice every single season i know it's a cliche question to ask what makes them a tough matchup but what really fires it up during that matchup against a guy like mahomes um i mean they you know it starts with you know their culture you know they got a great head coach a great quarterback a great tight end all hall of fame level guys and then you go to the defensive side you got a chris jones you got a ton of ton of talent on that side as well young guy like carloft is getting better um and they got players you know all around and they believe you know when you have a championship dna um, you're going to give yourself a chance to win every single time. So you could see them have struggles, go up and down. But at the end of the day, they're still still the Chiefs. So they know how to win. They know they don't panic when things are going bad. And, um, you know, you, you got to respect them at the end of the day. So, yeah, I mean, they're the team at the top. we got to take them down, you know, for us to be in that conversation. We play them twice a year. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, they earn, they earn the right to be there. So I respect it. Yeah. Well, I think Steve Wilkes probably be watching a lot of the tape that you guys put on them uh, around Christmas when you uh, basically shut them down as well as any other team. But yeah. got to talk about that Minshew thing uh, and the trash talking there, which yeah. I think was one of the highlights of the season. Uh, can you tell us about who were some of the best trash talkers in the league? Maybe some of the worst as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the Minshew thing. That's it's just like that's what I do. It doesn't matter. It's in practice, OTAs, whoever I'm playing. Like it could be the quarterback. Like, quarterback's number one target every time, but, like, the running back as well, the old lineman, like, now people are starting to catch me on video, and it is what it is. Like, the Chiefs won with Mahomes. Like, yeah. that was the first one that people got to see, it, and they're like, oh, he's an asshole, and whatever. Right. I'm like, I do it every, do- every time. It's what I do. So people finally got to see it, and then they see Minshew, and they're like, okay, maybe he is like that. I'm like, go ask my teammates. It's, yeah. it's every day. But for me, it's just about gaining an edge in any way I can. So if I could, you know, creep a little bit of doubt into their mind, um, then I'm doing my job, you know, I'm, do- I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So, yeah, you know, there- there's some good trash talkers. There's some terrible ones. I mean, most old linemen are terrible at trash talking. I'm not gonna lie. Um, there's some quarterbacks that are decent, like Philip Rivers. I would say I would yeah. put him up there. I played him a few times, in, you know, early in my career. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's only a couple that I could, you know, come to, you know, come to the top of my head when it comes to like good trash talkers. Well, I need some help with your trash talking, if you don't mind, yeah. with these two a holes. Because, <laughs> listen, Max, 
everyone knows you're a great teammate. Uh, you know, you're, giving the, you're lighting the guys up. You're, you're lighting cigars in the, in the yeah. locker room. You're getting everyone around you. You're also the Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year nominee as well. You give to the community. Everyone knows what a big heart you are. And, and, uh, but what I would think is, is that you would never leave people behind. Like if you went out on a night in Vegas with all your boys, yeah. right, you don't leave anyone behind. Like you never. stick together as a team. Yeah. Right. And so what happened last night is these two a-holes and a couple other selfish pricks uh, honestly <laughs> left me and a couple other guys behind. Wow. You know, yeah, it's outrageous. And so I just what kind of trash talk would you give to teammates like this that, you know, bailed on you at a crucial moment? Yeah, I mean, it's super important. You know, at the end of the day, you know, that's 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 the motto. You, you never leave your guys behind. All my boys are with me. Uh, there's somewhere around here behind. Right but they, that's because yeah. you're, you're, you're a man of honor. They're with me. You know, yeah. you got to honor that. So, yeah, honestly, you, know, you call him a little-ass boy. You can, you know, uh, you know, just ghost him. Like, yeah. act like you don't know him anymore and just kind of see how they react. Yep. Um, that's going to be tough for you. You know, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just, so going to show with him every day. Yeah, that's exactly. That's so the just, issue. Yeah, just go. Yeah, just go. I still may you try know, it. Silent for a couple <laughs> weeks. But, yeah, I mean, you, you got a few options there. Yeah, I appreciate that, Max. No I doubt. may call you in. <laughs> I bet. Max, you brought up how you were nominated for Walton Payton uh, Man of the Year, of course. I just wanted to hear about some of your efforts with that this season. Uh, yeah, you know, for me, I, I honestly had no idea um, I was going to be nominated. Um, for me, you know, I lead, you know, I give with no intent to receive. That's right. how I live my life. Um, some of the best people in my life, mentors from Rod Marinelli to Dana White to a guy like Floyd Mayweather, like those are some of the most influential people in general, um, but also people I talk to on a daily basis. Um, every time I've been around them, they give with zero intent to receive. I got it from Gus Bradley. He preached it all the time, D coordinator of mine. Um, and that's how I, how I live my life. Like, um, you know, this offseason gave a million dollars back to Eastern Michigan. Um, the, t the only team that gave me a chance to play D1 football. Um, and we're helping, you know, get that terrible track off the field. Yeah. Like, I think one of two still in D1 of the track around the field. And now that's going to be gone. And, you know, it's going to help them with their program. A uh, ton of stuff I do. You know, I, I have my own foundation now, uh, the Max Crosby Foundation. And we're working a lot with pit bulls, uh, pit bull rescues, um, and dog, you know, dog rescues in general, um, helping with teen substance abuse, um, and just going above and beyond. Like for me, I, my my personality, I need to be, I need to be doing something. Like I love working, I love showing up and, and making a difference, and that's how I play the game of football. I want to be different. I want to I want to stand out in my own right now for selfish reasons, but to make change and. It's the reason why I play that many snaps. There's a reason why I play with zero regard for my body because I'm doing it for something way bigger than myself. And when it's off the field, it's the same way. I'm, you know, sacrificing my time and efforts um, for others. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like it always comes back. Um, and that's how I, you know, how I carry myself on and off the field. Yeah, that's awesome, Max. Um, can to understand how you like evaluate your own performance game to game because you know a couple of years ago you didn't have the massive sack totals but you were getting like over 100 pressures and yeah. I think anyone who watched the game could see your impact even if you weren't getting home with the sack so yeah. are there any numbers that you look at after the game or how do you kind of evaluate how you play um you know my goal is to be the best in the best in the league the undisputed best at what I do so everything matters um I'm not I'm my own hardest critic so I've had a bunch of coaches. I've had a lot of different, you know, great coaches and mentors and people like that. But there's nobody that's as hard as, you know, hard on me as I am with myself. And every every single play matters. Every detail matters when it comes to my training, my sleep, my, you know, my, uh, you know, my meal prep, whatever it is. Like, 
I'm on Radio Row today. I have I got a GMC with the outlet in the back with a microwave so I can eat at 11 a.m. and have my snack and stay on on point. Like that's how dialed in I am. If I'm traveling, I need to make sure I have a cooler so I get all my meals and I could eat. Like everything is dialed in. And I know it sounds crazy, but like you have to start somewhere and then just keep adding. And every single year, I'm finding that one percent in every category that I can improve on. And that's why I've been able to continue to grow as a, as a player um, and as a, as a leader. So I know what I'm doing. I know I'm getting better every single day. And when I go to sleep and, and, and go to bed, I have a smile on my face because I, I know I did everything in my power to, to improve that day. Then when tomorrow gets here, I'll worry about it when it gets here. So every day that's my mentality, and it's all year round. It's 365. I stretch every night. I got a cold plunge in the house. I got a fight, you know, the uh, infrared sauna. Like, it's every single day, all year round. It doesn't stop for me. So I want to be the best, best to do it. And, um, you know, it requires every bit of my energy. Max, you were, uh, you know, Antonio Pierce took over as the interim head coach in the middle of the season. You were pretty vocal after the season that he should be given the job yeah. full time. It worked. Yeah. Um, so I think two things. Number one is, is just... Uh, you should think about what else you want. Hey, you know, we want to go <laughs> yeah, private. Yeah. You know that kind of. Yeah. Just I mean, you know, like you got listen, a good you, you yeah. got a good Mark, streak. Just, a jet, yeah, you exactly. Hey, we, exactly. No. So it's something to think about <laughs> yeah. with your social handles, but yeah. also what makes Antonio Pierce so great? Why did you want to go to bat for him so hard? Yeah, you know, to answer that, you know, specifically with AP, it's because he's real. He's he, everything you see is what you get. He, there's it's black and white. There's no gray area. As a as a player, that's all you want. These are all grown men in the NFL. We're the best players on the planet. You want somebody that's going to keep it real, no matter if it's good or bad. If you're late, you're fine. That's not an argument. We already know that. If you're late, you're fine. And everything, this, it, that, not just one example, but it's just that's how we operate. We're going to have fun. We're going to be us. He wants everyone to have their personality show. Don't try to be something you're not. And show up every single day with the intent to get better and help the team win. And that's what it's all about, playing a different style of football, playing that, bringing that old school Raider vibe back to, back to Las Vegas. And, you know, when they were great, that's what they were. They were the bad boys. When Jordan was doing his thing, before Jordan became Jordan, he had to go through the bad boys, the Pistons, yep. and they won two titles and, and shook up the whole league. They were going against the Lakers, the Celtics, the, the Bulls. Nobody expected them to win. But that's what we, you know, that's what that's what our vision is, is coming in and shake up the league and, and change, you know, how people look at Raider football. So, yeah, you know, I stood on the table for him for a reason. I know everybody in that building felt the same exact way, and I have the voice to go out and say something. So if i got to take heat for it and people got to have their own opinions, say, oh, nobody's above the shield and whatever, then you shouldn't even be a part of what we're doing. Because for me, being a Raider is being yourself and being standing for what's right instead of taking a back seat and just letting things happen. And for me, you know, I know I've, you know, I've been putting in the work and have earned the right to say something. So I was speaking for all my teammates. So if I got to take some heat, I'm cool with that. At the end of the day, I know where my heart is. Um, I want the Raiders to win. I don't want to be anywhere. I don't see myself in a Lions jersey or anything else or a Packers jersey. It doesn't even sound right, look right. It I don't even know what that looks like. I'm supposed to be a Raider. I'm wearing Al Davis. Yeah. Like, I live it every single day. It's a, it's a lifestyle. So, um, yeah, you know, if i got to stand on the table before it's right and take some heat, I'll do it every single day. We love it. Max, you're with us yeah. today thanks to Papa John's. What do you got going on with them? Yeah, so uh, Papa John's, you know, they got, a, they got the Vegas-style pizza, um, 58000 in cash stuffed in the crust. Um, and we're going to be giving it, uh, myself, I'm going to be giving it to a, a lucky winner. Um, it goes till February 9th. Uh, so enter. Um, at Vegas Style Pizza at PapaJohns.com for a chance to win. Max Crosby, everyone. Uh, we got some leadership 
skills here from Max today. Thousand Are you percent. happy to hear that? Yeah, we're, unbelievable. We're yeah, he's, <laughs> he's cry, the anti you guys. You I know. Got, that's what I'm. You guys are truly little ass boys. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I. Yeah, I might take a page out of Max's book. I'm gonna tweet if Jay and Connor are off my show. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. In free agency. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if you have the same leverage as Max Crosby. I don't think I do. I don't think I do. Listen, congratulations, Max, on all your success. Yeah, it's uh, terrific. And good luck with the Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year uh, Award nominee as well. Just being nominated, I think, is a, a true testament. So uh, continued success to you, my friend. Hey, man, thank you guys so much. Yes, Appreciate it, Max. Max. Appreciate Absolutely. It. All right, the great guests continue to roll in. Emmett Smith joins the show when we're back from break. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagles Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. All right, we're back, joined by the great Emmett Smith, who just told us we've been in Vegas way too long, and I could not agree more with Emmett. Emmett, how you doing, man? Great to have I'm you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a lot better than you guys are. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's, that's for sure. That is absolutely for sure. Listen, Emmett, we can't wait for this game, and, you know, as the greatest running back of all time, you get to sit here and talk to us about a great running back in this game and Christian right. McCaffrey. Right. What makes him so unique in the NFL right now? I think what makes him so unique is that the, the league itself is, is gravitated to a pass happy somewhat of a league, and he has the ability to run between the tackles as well as get out in space and catch passes down the field. I love watching the choice routes, the option yeah. routes that he runs against linebackers. Most linebackers are not very good cover guys anyway. So Shanahan and that team is taking advantage of that ability that McCaffrey bring to the table. And so, to me, he is taken and picked up where Alvin Kamara left off at. Yeah. And so he's extending it and, and making it a lot more broader so he's getting a lot more usage. Yep. The other running back's pretty good in this yes. game, too, on Pacheco? the Chiefs side. Uh, Pacheco? Pacheco, who's yes. quietly getting a lot of work uh, yes. the past four weeks. He's getting close to 20 carries a game. Like, uh, he's got this very unique running style, obviously, a lot of arm movement. Like, how would you describe the way that he plays the position? He's just aggressive. I mean, he, he's got great vision, and he gets there fairly quickly. What I love about him is he finished downhill. Yeah. And uh, so he's going to punish you. Somebody's going to get punished. He's not a very big guy, on yeah. me, but he's, he's a hard runner. And, and that, to me, uh, is a mark of – it's a challenge to stop because he's going to – either bounce off somebody and keep on going, he's not going to stop. He's like the energized money. He's going to keep it going. And so, which makes it very difficult for defenses to try to contain. But you have to do it in a way. Once you get your arms on them, you got to hold on to them. 
no running back in the history of the NFL has more rushing touchdowns or more rushing yards than Emmitt Smith, but also no running back has more rushing attempts in his career than Emmitt Smith. And I feel like we're in an era of all these running backs, they're all committees. Like, there's not an Emmitt Smith that, like, like, all right, 25 times a game, I got you. Are running backs in the NFL wimps these days? I ain't gonna call them wimps. I'm, I'm a, what I would what I would say is they are a product of the training okay. and the upbringing. I mean, when you think about the last twenty years, how the offenses have evolved, they've evolved from the youth age with spread offenses. Yeah. yeah. And so, therefore, they're not developing running backs like they used to. Now, guys have running back skills, but they've been forced to develop other skills, and not and there's not an offensive coordinator that's concentrating on running the rock like that yeah and so they don't get they don't get the practice or they don't get the the calluses on their bodies like we used to back in our day when i was in high school i would carry the ball 25 30 times yeah a game <laughs> so i was prepared to go into college and carry the ball 25 30 times a game nowadays you would you would be hard pressed to find somebody that's gonna carry the ball 25 30 times during the course of an nfl season for so, sure you were the greatest running back of all time if you had to put up basically a Mount Rushmore of a quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end with you, who would they be? Quarterback, wide receiver, and a tight end? Yeah, the greatest yeah. of all time. Quarterback, wide receiver, who's, and a tight end. Do we who's start with top Brady? Rushmore with you? You're the greatest running back, so who's the greatest quarterback, wide okay. receiver, and tight end next uh, to you? Uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. Yep. Um, tight end? Ooh. That might be the trickiest one. That is very tricky, but, I mean – I mean, you got Tony Gonzalez out right. there. You got Shannon Sharp out there. Um, you got um, Gronk. Gronkowski out there. You also have uh, uh, he played with the uh, Chargers. Uh, Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That I mean, tough it's, that's yeah, a tough I one. That's Is Jerry the wide receiver? Oh, no doubt. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Some yeah. people will argue Randy Moss with you, but I agree I don't care about some people that go yeah. argue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no people here. There's, yeah. there, there, there's only two players in NFL history that aren't kickers that have scored over 1,000 points, Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice. Right. I'm just saying. Yep. Uh, I think that works. Yep. Emmett, can you tell us about the Emergent and uh, Ready to Rescue campaign? Yeah, Emergent and I have, have again, we teamed up to try to continue the spread the awareness of the opioid epidemics that's plaguing the country. Uh, with the Narcan nasal spray as the as the unit to help revive someone just in case you run into someone that's in dire strait or in dire need. And by doing such, uh, we just want people to do, to be prepared and be ready. Uh, oftentimes people say, well, I got to get ready. No, if you're ready, you don't have to get ready. You're already ready. So by being ready means having your, can, have your uh, Narcan nasal spray on you in a purse, uh, in a book bag, or in, at, at home in a first aid kit. That's what we're asking people to do. Be, be prepared for the unexpected because the unexpected can happen at any point in time, whether you're in the car and somebody else on the street laid out or you don't know why they laid out, but the Narcan nasal spray is there to help revive someone. Right. And you can find out more information about it. Go to Narcan.com and get more information around what the nasal spray is all about, what the opioid epidemic is all about, and so forth. I appreciate that. Narcan.com, we will check that out. I have a question for you. You know, one of the hallmarks of all those great Cowboy teams over the years, Emmett, was how well you guys played together right. as a team and, right. and, and and stuck together. 
what happens when a team doesn't stick together, Emmett, and they just go their separate ways and they're only looking out for themselves? What would you call somebody on your team that sort of went off the reservation, if you will, and only Selfish? thought about themselves? Selfish, uh, I Selfish. agree with you. There was Selfish. an incident last night, Emmett. And, and not, huh? There was an incident last night. Yeah, in this my group. teammates yeah. left me behind. He yeah. left us. <laughs> well, yeah. they left you behind because of what? They had to make a better choice or they made a worse choice? Thank you, Emmett Smith. That's a good question. Thank you. I think they made a worse choice. They went to get a hamburger. We went, well, it was a big crowd, and they we had a play. We had a plan to meet somewhere, and then all of a sudden they went somewhere else. You're on a terrible no, losing streak right I'm now. Just, yeah. Stop it. Oh, no, okay. Emmett agrees with me. The greatest <laughs> running back of all time agrees with me. I don't you know guys are does. selfish. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Do you leave your boys behind? Did they behind? get you a burger? No, I had to wait in line myself. <laughs> we waited for him. No, they didn't we wait for me. Y'all didn't <clears throat> get no. him a burger? Thank you, Emmett. You didn't call and say, we're in line getting a burger. No, you want no, something? we knew we our location. Them. He just didn't yeah. want to walk. He didn't yeah. want to no, walk. No, let's stop it. We had a plan. We walked to where we were supposed to then, and then we get there. And where are you the guys? That's the real truth. That's the real truth. They, I mean, that's, a, that's the story I'm hearing. No, yeah. Dang, they're not saying anything. Yeah, they're selfish assholes. That's what it is. That's the truth. He was being lazy. He was being lazy. He was being lazy. So which one is it? Was you being lazy or? I was not being lazy. We had a plan. We were going to meet one place. Okay. We, and me, the plan me, changed, and they didn't include you in the changes. We called right. them. We called them. Yeah, but we'd already walked to the other place. <laughs> me and the other guys, half the group, and these guys just went like off the reservation. Like we were all supposed to do it together. You don't leave a man behind in now, Vegas, Evan Smith. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You see. What y'all just did, y'all created dissension amongst the team. Exactly. <laughs> we did. Now, chemistry has been messed with. It's been a tough morning, right. Chemistry has been yeah. messed with, therefore. It's hard to win. It's hard to get it back. It's hard no, to win. I know. Right. True. That's the best illustration I can give you. You, Troy, and Michael always had each other's backs, right? Somebody, two people. It was just two people went for burgers? Six. No, no. How many <laughs> no. went for burgers? Five, Six. Five went. Who got uh, left five. out? Who got left five out? Five went for me, me, our producer, and uh, Jeff Adams, who does all of our logistics. Three of y'all got left three out. Le three so left five behind. Five was on the same page. Three was not. Correct. So no, why was y'all late? Eight of us was on the same page. So why Emmett. was y'all late? No, we weren't late. Eight, eight of We all left a concert together, Emmett. We all left a concert together, and we were all supposed it's to meet concert. at this point if we get separated. So three of us went to the point we were supposed to meet. And then halfway through, they're like, oh, we changed the plan. Screw you guys. We're here at the place we were supposed to meet. And then by the time we get to the new place... By the time we get to the new place, they're all done, and oh, now we're going to go to a bar. And like we just sat down with our burgers, selfish a holes is what oh. they are. Oh, yeah. Now you see. Well, that's that's youth. Yes, that's youth. That's youth. We're younger men. That, that's right. <laughs> that, that's a clear illustration of what yes. youth is like today. That's yes. right. Clear illustration of. You know, y'all yeah. not being team players, the man. Took you long enough the, to the, your point. the me generation. They're not, they're not respecting the wisdom and <laughs> the old, game. Of an older aged man. Yes, that's right. They're not respecting the wisdom of an older aged person. <laughs> that's right. And they're not respecting the history of the game. No, they're not. No, they violated the rules of the game. Yeah, it's all about history me of the game. Oh, it's about the, it's about, right. It should be about a team win, not about individual stats. Exactly. And that's what it is. We they're just roll trying. together, <laughs> bad boys for life. Thank you, Evan Smith. Fair. That's fair. I'm just. It took you oh, a while he's to get the greatest there. running back uh, of all I'm not time. Disputing that he's at got all. multiple Super Bowl rings. Yeah, I'm just saying. They so daggone tired. They can't even come back. At of course, no, no, no. that's no, a champion. Not too late last night. To to champion point. talking the, yes. to people that aren't. You, you talked in circles, but you got there eventually. The great <laughs> Emmett Smith. We loved having you on, man. Deciding uh, you were a great juror for us as well. Thank, thank you, Emmett. Thank you, Emmett. Appreciate it. We're taking another break. KJ Osborne. When we're back. Need some help locking in your DFS lineups for the big game? Head over to the NFL on NBC YouTube channel later this afternoon to check out Rotopat and Denny Carter's NFL Fantasy Football Q&A. They'll be taking all your questions live from out here in Las Vegas. That's at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. 
Kirk on a straight drop. Protection's good. Fires to KJ. Caught at the 20 first down. To the 10. To the 5. And touchdown! He's KJ! You heard it at the top. We're joined by KJ Osborne out here in Vegas as you see the stats from a successful 2023 season. KJ, how's it going? It's going great, man. Thanks for having me. KJ, you were in a offense of the Vikings with so many great weapons. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins as your quarterback before he got hurt. Kevin O'Connell, great offensive coach. What was it like being a part of that squad this year that had so much success through the air? I mean, it's always great, man. Uh, you know, obviously led by Kirk. You know, he went down. But, you know, we have so many, you know, weapons. You know, myself, J.J., T.J., you know, yeah. J.A. came on and, you know, had a, a fantastic rookie season. Um, you know, just we just know anybody can make a play at any time. You know, so it's, it's fun, you know, really being in the offense like that. KJ, one of my favorite games from the past couple of years was when you guys came back against the Colts right. uh, when you were down a million at halftime. Right. What was the experience being a part of such a crazy game like that? Oh, man, it was crazy. It, it was crazy. You know, after we found out that was the biggest comeback in NFL history, yeah. we won a division that night. Uh, you know, it was just very, very special um, to, to the organization and, you know, just in NFL history, you know, to go down like that definitely definitely kept the jersey. Dur- awesome. During that game, did you guys have a sense of like, because you were down so far, it was just like, right. ah, let's just go out. At, mm. at what point during that game you were like, Holy crap, we might have a chance here. Right. Uh, it was, I would say, in sometime in the fourth quarter uh, where, you know, where we started to come back a little bit. At, at one point, you know, just don't look at the scoreboard, just play. And the thing about the first half of that game is, you know, uh, credit to the Colts. Obviously, they, they were playing great football. We, we, we hurt ourselves a lot, though, turning yeah. the ball over, you know, self-inflicted. Uh, you know, we know we were, we were a good team. So, you know, we came back in the second half, tried to put drives together, and next thing you know, you know, we're, we're down 14 points. Or at one point I said 33. You know, is there still time on the clock? And, uh, you know, we were able to come back, and, like, it, it, was, it was a great game. You played – oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask one more. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I'm probably going to ask the same question you are. So, Vikings this year, you guys played the 49ers, speaking right. of teams that have to come back. Right. And they've had right. a couple of Viking-like comebacks uh, the last couple of weeks. So, you guys played the Niners. You played the Chiefs mm-hmm. this season. How do you think this game plays out on Sunday? Do you have a winner? I think the Chiefs are going to pull it off. Okay. Uh, the Chiefs have been have been doubted all year uh, because they haven't looked, you know, as dominant, you know, in, as in the past. But I mean, Pat Mahomes, man, I mean, what he's been doing, I mean, it's kind of you know undeniable. You know, him, you know, Kelsey showed up last game. I think he had 11 targets, 11 catches. You know, played amazing as he always does in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I definitely think though it's going to come down to the wire. You know, as every game does, three point, ten point game. Uh, where either Pat Mahomes going to have to do his magic or, uh, you know, the, the 49ers and Purdy, you know, do their magic. You know, they have plenty of great players on that side of the ball as well. So, um, you know, I think, you know, somehow Pat Mahomes always ends up pulling it off somehow. But, uh, you know, I think it will be a great game. I'm curious what it was like playing against each of those defenses. Right. You know, as a wide receiver, when you were preparing for the Niners defense, you were preparing for the Chiefs defense. Right. Both of those defense among the best in mm-hmm. the NFL. The first thing I always think about with the 49ers defense is the physicality. I mean, and it starts with, with Fred Warner, you know, who's a great football player. Uh, but their DBs as well, like they, they have that mindset. They play with that chip on their shoulder. Um, so that's the first thing that, that, you know, that comes to mind when I, when I see them play. Um, and the Chiefs as well, you know, they have, you know, a, a great secondary, um, you know, with Snead. Like they're, they're aggressive, you know, Chris Jones, you know, getting after the quarterback, stuff like that. Um, they're, they're playing well together. You know, they have some, some you know, all pro guys in the slot and things like that. Uh, so, I'm, like I said, it's a bunch of great players on the field. I think it'll come down to uh, the wire. 
you had a lot of success in Minnesota, but mm. now you get the exciting opportunity of free right. agency. What's right. your mindset like going into that? What mm. are you prioritizing? Oh, man, I'm just excited for it, man. I think there will be some offers on the table. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, God willing. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. You know, my first time going around it, you know, I've, I've spoken with my with my team. You know, we have some, you know, some priorities, some things that we would like. But, um, you know, when that time comes, you know, I'll be prepared for it. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Okay. KJ, this season with Minnesota um, started four different quarterbacks. I mm-hmm. was wondering what the process was like, particularly mm-hmm. after Kirk went down and, you know, often changing quarterback week to week, just the preparation. Right. I mean, do you feel like you guys were scrambling? And mm-hmm. I think you did, you know, very well. I think particularly about the, the game in Atlanta where mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs oh, yeah. comes in and you yeah. win. Like, what was just the process week to yeah. week with you know, quarterback changes? It was very different, man. It was very different. Um, it makes you, one, you know, cherish the guy you got. You know, there's, there's 32 starters in the, in the NFL, um, you know, and every one of those guys are, are special. You know, and we see that when, when Kirk went down, you know, just how much an impact it had on the total organization, you know, on the field and off the field. Um, but, you know, it, I wouldn't really say it was a scramble, you know, but you got to trust your guys, man. You know, everybody in there, you know, uh, Nick Mullins, you know, everybody else that, that came in, um, you know, we had just tremendous confidence in each and one of the quarterbacks, you know, every week. And our job as receivers was to, you know, to try to make it easy for them, you know, try to be as wide open as possible and, uh, you know, just make it easy for them, you know, anytime we're out there. So, uh, you know, we trust in and whoever was getting put in the game. Hey, KJ, uh, you know, we're a fantasy football show, and mm-hmm. so uh, you're a very popular waiver wire pickup. You've been <laughs> on a lot of fantasy uh, yeah. fantasy football teams, including my own, yeah. um, which, by the way, won our show league. I beat these a-holes, oh, just so you know. Yeah, I just yeah, I yeah. want to bring that up. Um, you, are, uh, you are on the championship squad, just so you know, <laughs> okay, uh, live okay. at noon on yeah. the cock. Yeah. That was my team name. <laughs> so uh, your championship ring is in the mail. All right, but all I'm right. just curious, how often, KJ, does fantasy football come up in your life? Do any of your friends or family play? Mm-hmm. Have you ever played? Right. Do your, do you know people hit you up? Just, right. I'm curious. Yeah, people people definitely hit me up about it. I honestly don't have a lot of knowledge about it. I just know it's something about you know. Obviously, if you play good, you get a lot of points. Yep. So you know, yeah, I, I, I get people that <laughs> yeah. I get people that, that message me. You know, thank me when I when I have big games or people that tell me I won them their leagues. Uh, my parents and my family they don't really ask me much about it. Uh, if anything, they ask me. You know, try, they're doing all their all their betting stuff. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like man, I don't know nothing about what y'all got going on, man. <laughs> That's the so, right answer. Yeah. Don't I, give anyone any betting I, information. I, I, don't know, I don't know anything y'all what y'all got going on, man. So no, they they kind of keep me out of that. Stuff. So you're here with us thanks to Sleep Number. What do you got going on with them? Oh, man, I've had a Sleep Number deal for a couple years now, and I'm a big, big advocate on my sleep and my recovery. Um, it's something that I, that I truly, you know, take pride in. You know, I look at my Sleep Number score every day. I look at how long it took me to go to sleep. I look at, you know, how I move throughout the night because, personally, I know how it affects me. And if I don't sleep, I can feel it the next day. And, you know, and I said, if I do sleep well, when I do wake up, I know I slept well, so, you know, I'll have that extra boost, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I encourage it to, to everybody that I speak to. You know, I'm in the offseason now, so I won't be able to sleep in my bed, you know, every night. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not excited about that. But, uh, you know, Sleep Number has been a, a great partnership for me, and I, I recommend it. Yeah. Well, as someone who's been in Vegas for a week now, certainly mm-hmm. learning about needing to prioritize sleep, oh, yeah. um, fading, oh, yeah. fading quickly, KJ. <laughs> um, heading into the offseason, is there anything in particular you want to work on about your game? Anything that yeah. you're looking to change heading into next season? I mean, there will be things, you know, the season's, you know, the offseason is still early right now. Um, but there will be a time, you know, coming up here pretty soon where I'll go back and, you know, watch all my tape. And, you know, be able to really break down or what are the things I want to get better at? What are the, the strengths that I have that I want to improve on? Um, so there will definitely be a time for that. KJ Osborne, thanks for joining us, man. And good course, luck man. with free agency this Thank year. You, man. Appreciate Thank you, KJ. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, KJ. Yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And for Super Bowl 58, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. Sportsbook. The, the crown, crown is yours. yours. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism. 
OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. What's your favorite color Gatorade? Hey, thank you. Thanks so much. Hey, can we get a quick picture with you? What do you drink on game day? Water or Gatorade? I was just going to get a All right, we're back as you see the Gatorade color props, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. Of course, this has to be poured on the winning head coach. Purple, the leader in the clubhouse at plus 225. Yeah, very interesting with the uh, no Gatorade bath being the long shot all the way down the board at plus 1,600. Jay, do you have a lean on the Gatorade color? I've really tried for years and years to figure this market out, Connor. It's a very difficult one. Uh, Usually... You look to go with the team colors, uh, but right. I don't think that's heavily in play. Um, random thing that uh, Jerry Rice once told me, he told me that he hated colored Gatorade being poured on him because it messed up his jersey look, and he always okay. wanted clear Gatorade. So, I don't know, maybe that runs at all 49ers, but uh, no, uh, no massive lean in this one. What about you, Connor? Uh, you know what? I'll take a middle of the market. We'll say blue at plus 350 okay. for absolutely no reason <laughs> yes, at all. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with the team colors things. I'll take red, just yep. because again, yeah. red works for either either team if either one Very of them sticky, wins as though. well. Very sticky as well. But you know, if you just won a Super Bowl, you're not really worried about stickiness. All right, I'm taking clear at ten to one. All right, there for you not go. much reason. All there right, you go. on top of the Gatorade color market, we have a, a couple of different props on the board here as well. <laughs> I'm being told uh, a couple. Uh, offshore. Was one of them whether you guys would leave me last night? <laughs> Because <laughs> the DraftKings, uh, draft, I would like that market up. Like, what are the odds that? The first Las Vegas landmark to be seen. Oh. The Sphere, of course, minus Minus 150. 150. Great choice. We had a lot of fun at the Sphere. We had a lot of fun after the Sphere as well, right, Matthew? (laughs) Uh, Arguably even more fun. Yes, that's right. Uh, The Venetian, you know a thing about that, Matthew. That's where you ended up when we did not, plus 1,000. I'm going to – can I tell you? I'll I'll tell you this much. Right. These odds are not available in the United States. It's important. But I would would take Bellagio Fountains at plus 300, and I'll tell you why. CBS – CBS is broadcasting the game, and they're out at Bellagio. If you've seen any of the promos throughout the year of them promoting, I think their pregame is at Bellagio. I'm guessing there's some sort of deal with the fountains. The set is there. 
I think I feel like the Bellagio that would be a good one. Okay, yeah. The people's favorite is the Sphere, which of um, it, between all your rhetoric, Matthew, we haven't mentioned how awesome the Sphere was. So this is true. Thank you very much for inviting me and Connor out there. I'm sorry we abandoned time. you after uh, you took us to the Sphere, but it was a great time. I will say this again. So first up about the Sphere, it is unbelievable. Yep. We, we saw you two there. Obviously, as a group, uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, the show was amazing. The Sphere as a venue is like. I think it's the best venue I've ever seen a show at. Yep. It's unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, and U2 is still U2. Um, I know a lot more U2 songs than I thought I did. Yes. Yep. I, will, I will say that. Um, so it was a great show. We had such a good time there as, uh, as well. And I'll just, um, I will say this for your, I will say, James Kaminsky is the one who convinced everyone to leave the path. And I will say the only person that responded to the text thread was Jay Croucher. Thank so you. you're like you're not you know just so you know like you're still an a hole but you're yes. less of one yes, than most of, of the one. other people in yes. the group. You know, talking to um, Max Crosby, uh, Max Crosby was so incredibly driven as yes. a man, and James Kaminsky replicated that kind of driven nature <laughs> in his just absolute desperate. desire to get to In and Out Burger. All right, Des- where desperate to get an In and Out Burger? And speaking of In and Out, yeah, where <laughs> yeah. will Andy Reid visit and eat after the game? <laughs> burger King is the favorite here at plus four hundred. In and Out at plus five hundred. Same for McDonald's. Five Guys and Wendy's plus six hundred. Fat Boy, Freddy's, <laughs> Shake Shack, Smash Burger, and White Castle all 10 to 1. Well, I can tell you it's not going to be Smash Burger. I can yeah. tell you that much. That that should be longer. I, I would went back 40 to 1. lean in and out here. Although I don't know if Andy has a... I feel like five guys. five guys. Five right? guys, Five guys more. feels yeah. uh, a little bit more to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit quite, more on brand. Quite the Super Bowl markets you can find. You can find a market truly the, for the, anything. To That's be clear, insane. though, these are these are... Not option. available in the United States. Yes. yes. Yep. Be very careful. Yes. This is um, more for fun discussion. I yeah. would not bet any so of these. We should hit Taylor Swift quickly. So there's so many yeah. Taylor Swift props, again, not available in the United States. But so her, the time she has shown on the broadcast is set at five and a half. I think that might be a little bit high because I don't think that, I think that that is like correlated with how well Travis Kelsey plays, I right? Agree. So if you like the over on five and a half Taylor Swift, you might just be better off backing Travis Kelsey over 70 and a half receiving yards. Because I don't think that they're going to just like disregard the game and just show her constantly, constantly, right. constantly, unless he is like in the end zone and playing really well. I think, I think, well, let's break this down. I think you get two shots of her regardless. Yes. Hey, where is 100%. she? Like there's at the beginning of the game, where is she? I think you get a shot of her whenever they score a touchdown. The yep. other thing is, is if, if she's sitting next to Brittany Mahomes, which she yep. often has, and if Patrick does a big play, yep. they'll use that as an excuse to see like yes. Brittany celebrating, and then she's there next to her. That's kind of a market inefficiency because it's not even really a Taylor shot. It's a Brittany right. shot, but she's there. But she's there. Count. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's just that's what I sort of think about, right? I think about there. But, you know, listen, and also she announced the other day that she's got a new album coming out. Yep. Right, she is a master of publicity. Not that she needs to be. I mean, she's she's the biggest you know star on the planet. Uh, but I do wonder if there's maybe I could see her company saying, "Hey, yep. CBS, promote the album or something like that. Make a mention of that." And then there'd be a, a shot of her when they mention she's got a new album coming out. Yep. No, that makes sense to me. What do you think on under over five and a half? I think I'd take the over. Yeah, I think I'm taking the over yeah. too. I might parlay right. it with the Kelsey. All right, I'll parlay half. under five and a yeah. half with uh, nine is minus two and you guys can uh, go to winning. an hamburger by yourself. It's because Chiefs are winning. Depending on what that suite looks like. If Jason Kelsey is in it, Oh, yeah. It, it, That's the other thing, amp- right? If he takes his shirt off again. Yep. And she's in the corner. It can't, right. I'm going over what if five there, and it's, a, it's By the way, it's Vegas. What if there's like an Elvis impersonator in there yeah. as well? That was a prop market. Yeah. The, that was set at two, yeah. shown. 
Jason Kelsey, by the way, who was actually with us at the Sphere. Kind very of. briefly. Well, we ran into him briefly. Yeah. And, uh, he nodded at yeah. us kindly. He also didn't meet you at the Venetian registration desk. He Just another not. person but on planet Earth. I didn't expect him to. He's a big star. <laughs> yeah. Not like you a-holes. Yeah. No, we're, we're Gardner Minshews. We're somehow back tomorrow. Yeah. Can you believe yeah. that? Back tomorrow again. We'll s- More wait guests t- on the way. When I do a Max Cosby t- type tweet where I'm like, we'll see if you guys make it or not. We'll yeah. see. It's tough. Uh, it's getting tough for every day. Tomorrow's going to be good. Yeah. It will definitely be uh, good. Anyway, uh, Max Crosby, Emmett Smith, K.J. Osborne, Matt Ryan, unbelievably awesome. Connor and Jay, Lawrence Jackson, wherever you're at, thank you so much. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Don't leave your boys behind. I'm Matthew. We'll see you back here tomorrow. I don't know about these two, but I'll be back tomorrow. Peace out. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.